0: Hi, this is Jennifer Nanez from Albuquerque, and you are listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Enjoy.
1: Hello, hockey fans from around the world. I am Richard Cote, the producer of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. It is the second line edition of the podcast, and you know what that means. No, it's not that I'm single and ready to mingle. It means I am joined by the publisher of ProHockeyNews.com, Lou Lafredo. Lou,
0: how are you? I'm doing really well, Richard. That's that's another terrific little introduction. <laughs> that just made me laugh. That's funny.
1: Oh, and it also means that we are joined by our favorite snarky little Canuck from Edmonton, Jacob Doherty. Jacob. <laughs> How are you? Why, why did you call me snarky? I'm not that bad. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little snark. There's a little snarky. I would call it sass. Okay. okay. Sassy. <laughs> Sassy little Canuck. All right. <laughs> uh, Listeners, this episode of the Pro Hockey News Podcast is brought to you by the Chicago Wolves Merchandise Store. Head over to chicagowolvesstore.com, enter in code PHN15 for 15% off your purchase. Again, head over to chicagowolfstore.com. PHN15 is the code that will save you a little bit of cash on one of the sweetest, most excellent looking logos in minor league sports. Guys, I, I, I have another rant this week. And, and as the ones in the past have been, this one is not about food, it is not about hockey, and it's not about cars. So I, I'm branching out a little bit. I'm showing some growth. Um, So the other day, I went over to Target to pick up some things that we need here at the house, and as I happened to be out there, uh, there were some mobile phone salespeople who were trying to hawk their product, as you know, they should; it's their job. Um, so as I'm walking by, one of the salespeople approaches me and says, "Oh, hi! I just want to let you know that you know we're having a uh, a deal for all Target customers today." And I would like to know, who's your mobile carrier? Now, in the past, I, I'm actually, I'm usually very honest with these people, but I, I, I figured out a trick. And I don't know if it's I'm, you know, years behind everyone else and everyone's probably doing this, but it finally caught up to me. I look at her shirt. It says AT&T. So I tell her, oh, AT&T is my carrier because she doesn't know. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, who's your television provider? DirecTV. Oh, okay. Well, have a nice day. So I, I just, I hate those high-pressure sales situations, and I just, to me, that, that was my aha moment that I've, I've, I've beat the system, but I don't know. Do, do you guys ever do that when you're approached by these people?
2: Man, I just hang up immediately.
1: <laughs> well, it's hard when it's in person because they come oh, up to just you. Oh, I away.
0: Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but he's not snarky. No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: okay, well, I, maybe I'm just, I'm too nice, and I, I let them start their sales pitch, but that was my moment where I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this info away for, for another time when I'm approached again. Just be sure and just tell them, I use your service, because they don't know. Anyway, um, that, that's my rant for the week. I, I hope somebody has learned a little bit of something. I, I know I did. Uh, we're just gonna take a look at the top stories that are that are on prohockeynews.com right now. If we're gonna go over just the top stories if you're if you're curious, you want to dive a little bit more into this this first one, I'm sure you're gonna want to check out. Um, it's by David Carr. Uh, it, he blends a few different stories together in this one, but it's really about the return of hockey in the UK. Um, Lou, uh, I, I, <laughs> I found it interesting how he started the article with the, the single man speed skating along the canal falls in. Um, but really, this is, this is about a, a tournament that's kind of engaged the UK players and allowed them to, to continue playing. Um, what, what do we
0: see out in the UK right now? What, what, what's going on with this tournament? um really the, this tournament it well f- let me back up first and say karzy is is one of our no karzy is our is. most popular contributor <laughs> on the site um uh, met him couple uh, well let's see 2013 um when we were in london and um karzy is absolutely the best i love this guy he's his wit is is so, you know, is so British, and and um, um, I, he's, he was telling me that COVID uh, has really dampened um, his enthusiasm for writing and really for hockey, and so this um, this particular tourney that's the, the or derby I guess is probably the other way that, that uh, they refer to it uh, is at least getting them. You know, some kind of hockey going on because the EIHL uh, elite ice hockey is done for the year, and the 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 National Ice Hockey League is also closed down. Um, Scotland was probably the closest to, to having any sort of games, but that has uh, fallen through as well. And then the other issue is that um, the U.K. government has not provided uh, COVID relief funds uh, for any of the hockey. So Mm -hmm. that's what really shut it all down. Um, But, um, you know, Carsey um, is at least uh, lacing up the skates and at least trying to get something done. Um,
1: And he he wasn't the guy skating on the... the on the no. canal, right? No, I, no,
0: I, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I'm pretty sure his wife would have would have put the kibosh on that. So, yeah,
1: we got hockey happening in the UK. Uh, check that article out if you want. Uh, it's it it's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, so let, let's move over to the uh, ECHL here real quick. Um, got a little bit of. Uh, before I get to the the rundown of the standings in the ECHL, let, let's talk a little bit about the midseason meetings that they've had. Uh, a few things that came up, uh, talking about player protections and uh, for the 2021 2022 season. Um, Lou, what what's changed a little bit in this one with, with the new decision um, regarding uh, player protections and NHL and AHL contracts
0: so the uh, the ECHL is Looking to protect these players as, as well as the um, as well as the AHL and NHL do for their own, um, uh, the PHPA Pro, Professional Hockey Players Association Union has gotten involved in this as well, trying to keep these guys as safe as possible. Because you, know, while there have been cancellations and postponements of games, it doesn't seem like they're nearly as um, as strict at least in my mind as the NHL. So, uh, you've got that going on. Um and then I'm sure you've got some other news that uh you're going to talk about with the ECHL.
1: Uh yeah. So, they've also announced the start date of the 2021-2022 season, which yeah. is going to start on uh Friday, October uh 22nd of 2021 this year and it should run through April 17th of 2022. Uh so that that's the least to me is is encouraging that they're able to announce a start date for the next season while they're, they're still you know currently in the in this season. So um, it, at least it looks like a little bit of uh, normalcy might re, you know return to this league. But you know. yeah,
0: you know Don Money, um, our east uh, Eastern Conference um, editor in the ECHL, he and I were talking about this during the week. And this is the earliest that the ECHL will have started their season. Uh, that October twenty second, de- uh, um, opening night date. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the earliest this league has ever started. I, I um, it might be actually one of the latest ending. So perhaps what they're doing here is trying to prepare for. Um, any sort of eventuality that might come up, spread the season out a little bit, and maybe, you know, uh, have uh, be able to drop postponement games or something like that into the schedule, into open dates. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is you, you, you know, you you see that, and as you said, it's I I think the best word that you just used was normalcy. Right. Um,
1: also the. One of the uh, the last major points to come out of, of these meetings, um, unfortunately, the Brampton Beast had to withdraw from next season as they are ceasing operations. Um, it, it's kind of a hard time for, for a lot of clubs. They've had to go through a couple of very shortened seasons, and they've just come to the conclusion that they're not able to, to sustain themselves without the the income of fans coming to the games um, and then also being stricken by, you know, um, cases of COVID. Um, it, it was just all a little bit too much for, for Brampton. So they uh, will be ceasing operations at the end of the 2020-2021 season. Um, and I believe they have uh, members – they're affiliated with uh, – A few other clubs, aren't they, Lou? Um,
0: um, The idea was to have them affiliate with the Ottawa Senators coming up Hmm. um, because uh, uh, Brampton is not far from Belleville where the Baby Sends play. So it would have been that geographic sweet spot uh, to have the the parent club, the AAA, and the AA uh, clubs Right next to each other, um, but as you said, um, this is this this just was untenable, and and actually one of the one of the, this is another conversation I had with uh, with Don this week, and I think this is the opportunity maybe for uh, Jacob um, um, to to really chime in on this one to just extend the story a little bit here. Uh, and that is, Jacob, I mean, the ECHL has had a great presence in Newfoundland. Oh, really? Uh, the, the, uh, the Growlers are up in mm-hmm. Newfoundland. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, well, in fact, it's probably the primary reason for that northern division shutting down was the, the cross-border uh, travel. But, a, but Newfoundland is probably an oddity. And so what I posed to Don uh, Don Money this week was, you know, is Canada a market for the ECHL? I would say no,
2: because there are already a whole bunch of hockey leagues that have a similar level of play like the OHL, the QMJHL the AHL even um, there's there's not really much of a market yes they could expand into um, the eastern um, provinces like Nova Scotia Newfoundland and PEI maybe they could do something there Uh, I don't know how they would make that work but there is a possibility for that but there isn't much you have to go
0: ahead
2: the CHL has a pretty good hold on it and while yes they are kids um, a lot of Canadians feel like that has a higher that has a higher level of quality uh, Mm -hmm. than the ECHL in some respects because then they can go see these kids in the NHL a few years down the road potentially right uh, or, or they can see like a potential future first overall draft pick, something like that. And I think that's what a, a draw to junior play is. And when you're watching the ECHL, you don't really get that nearly as much.
0: And, and yet, um, not trying to put you on the spot or, or have you defend, <laughs> you, know, the Canadi- you know, all Canadians' perspectives on ECHL, but the thing to keep in mind here, too, is, for all of us, is that um, my French is not very good, but uh, Three Rivers is coming in as a as an expansion team um, next season. And so, um, 20, 22. No, 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 21-22. No, and so there's, boy, you talk about dropping it right into, the, into hockey hotbed. They're going to have to compete... Right there. Um, And I think they're going to be part of the Canadians with Laval as their triple A affiliate. Oh,
2: it's in Trois Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, It's just, I don't believe they have, because you have to, Canada doesn't have that many people, (laughs) Um, especially compared to the United States. And there aren't, there aren't many markets that are untapped, and th- that's why I say, like, you can't put an ECHL team in a spot where there's a very um, developed w- – or not WHL, but um, QMJHL or, or right. OHL uh, team. Hence why okay. I suggested the um,
0: – The eastern, Far East. Yeah. Know, far Eastern Provinces. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, th- uh, yeah, I, I was anxious to get your take on that uh, once uh, Brampton closed down, but uh, you know Adam, I remember asking me or asking us for our predictions about uh, what would happen you know as this season progressed. And I had had it as four to five teams in uh, mm-hmm. the uh, ECHL would would not come back. and I, I, we, we still don't know what's going to happen with that Northern division. Right. Right. So, yeah.
1: Well, you know what? Let's take a look at the standings of the ECHL uh, as of right now. We'll go through the top four in each – the Eastern and Western Conference. Let's – let's organize this by – oh. Okay, ECHL. um, I know I've said this before, but – You need a new website. (laughs) You need a new website. (laughs) This is – huh – all right, so yeah, the Allen American's in the number two spot after 23 games. I guess they're going points per game Oh,
0: or point percentage? That's, that's um, yes. It is. Um, it's point percentage. Yes, it's point percentage because it's going. Um, um, I strayed this week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a dalliance. <laughs> I was over on the Puck Off podcast this week. Ah. Uh, because they don't refer to me as mr sunshine um, they actually wanted to know what I had to say about covid um, but one of the discussions was uh and we had you know we all had this discussion the last time the second line met but uh, you know what happens you know when where's the tipping point point? and so Andy on uh, the Puckoff podcast uh, we were talking about it's the winning it's to percentage points not. Yep. Total points. So that's the reason. That is what has
1: thrown me off. Um, Anyways, we'll we'll go back through. We'll we'll just go through the. I'm going to ignore the whole points thing because. That, that seems to be irrelevant right now, but still, my message rings true. ECHL, get a better website. Right. Uh, okay, number one, Wichita Thunder. In the number two spot, we have the Allen Americans. In the number three spot, the Utah Grizzlies. And in the number four spot, the Tulsa Oilers. Looking over to the Eastern Division, the Indy Fuel in the number one spot pole position as you might say in the number two spot the Florida Everblades in the number three spot the Greensville Swamp Rabbits love that name and in the number four spot the Orlando Solar Bears Um, and that is where we stand with you know most teams playing rough you know roughly uh 20 games with the exception of the Fort Wayne Comets um let's let's shift over to the AHL uh we have uh I don't want to say huge news, but we do have a team who is playing extremely well right now. The San Diego Gulls, they are on a six game winning streak right now. Lou, I I know this has been a team that you've kind of watched a little closely. Um, what, What has been the key to their success so far with this six game winning streak?
0: Um. They have not met a deficit on the scoreboard that they cannot overcome. <laughs> uh, they have trailed in every one of their games and trailed early and sometimes trailed big. Um, they they have managed to come back. Uh, they have not been rattled by a, a deficit, and um, that really has been their resiliency factor. Uh, so they come out of the gates 6-0, um, and and... Doing a, doing a, uh, um, an entertaining job of it too. You know, and, and here's the thing. I, yeah, mean, um, I, you know, I, I always it's always hard to compare. I think the AHL clubs to their parent organizations, but mm-hmm. when you look at um, at the Gulls and compare them to uh, the Anaheim Ducks, um, <laughs> you might want to just flip the teams because. <laughs> Um, in thirteen, thirteen of the ducks' games this year, they've scored two or fewer goals. Um, and here, the gulls are are just uh, you know they're playing a much better game, and their goaltending has actually been pretty decent too.
1: So, so you're saying the ducks might be eyeing him to bring <laughs> him up here shortly? Just
0: all of them. <laughs> 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 just yeah.
1: Well, it's really cool to see a team off to that hot of a start. Yeah. Uh, let, let, let's take a look at the the standings as we're a few games in. Uh, I believe, what was it, last? No, uh, two weeks ago when we last uh, recorded the second line was their first weekend of play. Um, so... Uh, Through the quick uh, tour through the divisions, I'll do the top three because the Atlantic only has three teams in the division this year. Uh, Top three in the Atlantic division, the Providence Bruins at six points, the Hartford Wolfpack at four points, and the Bridgeport Sound Tigers at two points. Uh, In the North division, we have the Utica Comets in the first spot with seven points, One point behind behind them, the Rochester Americans, the Hershey Bears in the number three spot, also at six points, and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, which Lou made a reference to in our our pre-episode meeting, um, in the number four spot at five points. In the Canadian division, uh, we have the Laval Rockets at four points in the number one spot, the Toronto Marlies. In the number two spot, also with four points, the Manitoba Moose. I don't know why I have a problem with that. (laughs) Manitoba Moose, that's so easy to say. uh, In the number three spot with two points. And the Belleville Senators in the number four spot with two points. The Central Division, the Chicago Wolves. Go check out their store. 15% (laughs) off. uh, In the number one spot with 10 points. Uh, They are 5-0 right now. Also off to a very hot start. The Texas Stars um, at, in the number two spot at six points. The Iowa Wild in the number three spot with five points. And the Grand Rapids Griffins in the number four spot with four points. All right, last division, the Pacific Division, as we just mentioned. The San Diego Goals at the top of that division with 12 points at with their 6-0 and start to the season. The Henderson Silver Knights in the number two spot with eight points. The Tucson Roadrunners in the number three spot with eight points and the San Diego San San Jose Barracuda same state wrong place San Jose Barracuda in the number four spot with three points ah I know that's a whole lot to digest but there we are after uh, roughly two weeks of play Um, we're, we're
0: seeing some exciting things coming out of the AHL yeah, Bakersfield Condors coming in at 0 and five. Does, <laughs> yeah. does, I'm sorry, um uh Jacob, but that just doesn't bode well for Edmonton. No, it's fine because we
2: took everyone we needed. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm actually not joking.
0: Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> Left the cupboard bare, didn't you?
2: <laughs> yeah. Broberg is in um Sweden. And
0: I don't know if we have anyone else. <laughs> Apparently not. (laughs) This is the team that went off on that tear at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, Won 20-some games or had a 20-game point streak or something like that. Yeah.
1: All right. And lastly, um, in our rundown here, I believe Jacob chuck this one in here. Yes. I'm looking at it right now. The world's longest outdoor hockey game just wrapped up.
2: Yeah. So this is a annual event that happens pretty much every year uh, in Edmonton or well, I guess just outside of it. Um, and this year was not only did they continue to break their record uh, by a Score by playing the hockey for two hundred and fifty-two hours. They played in minus fifty-five with the wind chill weather.
1: That's uh, Celsius, correct? Correct.
2: In, in all seriousness, it was. It's great to see. Um, they did have former NHLer Kyle Brodziak, uh play, who scored, I believe, one hundred and fifty-six goals. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, and in total, they raised one point eight million dollars for Jeez. cancer research and for the University of Alberta, which was fantastic. And despite the horrid, horrid weather uh, that broke skate blades, pucks, all that stuff, um, they did it, and it's it's a really great thing to uh, to see.
1: Yeah, and quick conversion—that is minus sixty-seven degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> um, you, you know, recently uh, there was a story here in Colorado about the uh, the coldest temperature recorded in the state, which was back in uh, nineteen eighty-five, I believe. It was minus sixty-one. Was the the coldest temperature? There, there was some. Uh, um, There was some drama about verifying that because the person who recorded it as they were taking the thermometer back to a lab to test it to make sure it was working properly sat on the glass thermometer as they were transporting it. So they had to go through alternative methods to verify that it was minus 61. (laughs) It also didn't help that their car radiator froze on the way to go verify the cold temperature. Um, (laughs) All right. So let let's uh let's talk about um the NHL. One story that that came out recently that, that I want to just start right off the bat. And I know it's not a very happy story, but one that that deserves a little bit of attention here. Uh it was an article that came out of the Athletic uh about the Arizona Coyotes organization and just the problems they're having with their new owner. Um Lou, I want to I want to get your reaction first. Is this does this come to any sort of shock to you that something like this is going on?
0: Um, boy, I, I was just about to let an awful lot of dead air go through. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, there there's shock in that this. This is going on um, with the Me Too movement and everything else that's been going on, um, and yet at the same time, no, I mean this 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 organization, this franchise has been a mess um, for years. And I know I've mentioned his name once before, but but Adam, you know, has got them as the 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 Houston Coyotes here or whatever they're going to be uh in the future. I this is just one more thing, one more reason that uh this I think this franchise has to be taken away. Yeah and managed by the league again.
1: Right. Right. Um so for anybody who, who may be listening who who's not familiar with what came through in the in the athletic um uh, their, their owner, Alex Marullo, has, has kind of come under fire for uh, reports of kind of a toxic work environment in their front office. Uh, there have been multiple interviews done with many employees who are citing cases of, you know, uh, profanity-laced, basically, chew-outs of, of employees in front of many other employees. And uh, just, you know... Uh, unpleasant work environment is, is probably the kindest thing to say about it, but um, it, it seems to be also easily triggered with, you know, talks about how other clubs operate or, you know, by a loss in revenue, these things just seem to, to trigger their owner. And it's, it's coming down on everybody. Um, Jacob, you you had also taken a look at at this article. Mm-hmm. What is is there any like what what's your takeaway? Is there any shock to you about what what's going on in this organization?
2: Well, there's always going to be shock, but it does, it makes sense. Um, the lady who wrote this, Katie Strang, has been uh, very, very, very uh, good and has a very, very strong reputation. Um, Within the journalistic community, um, everyone who's ever said anything about her has said that she's nothing but solid. She the sources are real. This is happening. Mm-hmm. The problem is what we don't know, because there are things that we could. There are things that you can tell that weren't posted in this article. That the, the writer really wanted to post, but they couldn't verify them a, a second, third time because they have to be mm-hmm. right or else there's going to be lawsuits upon lawsuits. And they're already trying to threaten legal action. Um, the owner has already threatened legal action against The Athletic. And I don't know, but guilty people don't threaten – or innocent people don't threaten lawsuits. <laughs> On to um, publications.
1: No. And, you know, you, you go back to uh, her reputation as uh, a, a respectable journalist. And I, I totally agree. I mean, there there are reasons that you don't name a source. And that is that they have a fear of loss of their job, fear of their life. Those are legitimate reasons to keep somebody's name out of an article. And I can see if, if this is going on, that's, this is the exact situation where you're going to want to protect somebody's identity. And as a journalist, you do not have to give up that identity to really anybody. And also, I want to add to that, um,
2: revealing any of these 50 people won't mean a single thing to anyone other than the owner, justify that person. Yep. Right. These are the actual team employees. These are the people behind the desks, not you know players or public-facing figures. These are private individuals who should, who are pretty much anonymous to us. And it's bad that they have to deal with this kind of awful work environment. And hopefully, um, this gets resolved, but it doesn't look like it will.
1: Yeah. So.
0: It's ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, um, and as Jacob said, um, the reporter has had a, a a sterling reputation. It's it's hard to doubt her reporting in, on this, um, and yet you know you think about it. It's just one more thing on on top of an already ugly pile uh, coming out of Glendale.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why would any new hockey fan outside of Arizona ever support financially or otherwise the Arizona Coyotes? Yeah. Be you just don't. Why would you? There are so many There's just this team has grown not the team on the ice but the organization uh, at the highest levels have just made this organization so, so unlikable.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I, I guess, um, Lou, I'm going to direct this to you. Do, do you think that there's any way to write to this ship with the organization outside of selling it and moving the club
0: somewhere else? Short answer is no um i i think the <clears throat> inevitably although i don't see how the nhl can afford to do it right now uh, but the under normal circumstances the inevitable would be that the nhl would take over would take over the club um you know they the, the nhl does not want to move it the franchise but uh, but i think jacob just hit the nail on the head um they are so unlikable, and what's what's a shame is, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I love the Kachina jersey. <laughs> I, it's yeah. It is the hands down. It is the best jersey created in the in, in a generation. Um, and yet it, it it's it's adorning. A, um, a franchise that does not deserve to exist.
1: Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I, I, I'm going to preface that with, I, I love that jersey. That that jersey is has a special place in my heart. One of the like, one of the other jerseys that that's very similar to that one that I really miss, the old New Mexico Scorpions jerseys before they went to like that, you know, blood red, jersey. Yes. Like hated that one of the color. the first, the first ones was just, it was very similar to the, the Kachina Jersey. So
0: I, that's probably why I love that one too. But, um, I missed that one. Yeah. And, and this one I've, I've all, I never referred to it as a Kachina Jersey. For me, it's been Picasso. It's somebody out <laughs> no. doing peyote buttons and, and <laughs> deciding on, you know, to, to do a, a, a Picasso drawing. Um, I, Yeah, sorry, it's off topic, but uh, I I don't think that this the ownership group deserves to own um, the Arizona Coyotes, and now I'm I'm convinced they need to be moved out of town.
2: Um, I actually have another layer of information to add to this. Yeah. So the reason why this gentleman is not going to sell is because in Vegas, in order to host like a sports betting place or whatever, you have to own or be owner or partial owner of a sports franchise. Mm-hmm. And this is his only um, sports team uh, because he owns the Sar or I guess it's now called the SLS Las Vegas. It was formerly known as the Sar- Sahara hotel and casino, mm-hmm. um, which they bought at the same time as they did with the Coyotes or sorry, a few years after the Coyotes. But I mean, this he's going to lose. If he loses the Coyotes, he's going to lose a lot of money from that casino because they are one of the few casinos or I believe one of the only casinos. I don't know how many casinos in Vegas do offer sports betting. But they almost all, yeah, almost all. Okay, no, I, yeah. I've never been to Vegas. It, it's the reason if, to go. If, <laughs> <laughs> if not all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like, like I said, but, I haven't been to Vegas, yet. I'm not a gambling Basically, it,
1: <laughs> if you can bet on something, you can bet on it in Vegas. Yeah, fair enough.
0: <laughs> Anywhere, so but but Jacob, you know, to your point about about his ownership, it, it may not be up to him. Yes. At some and, point, at some point, NHL he has so is much to, to lose. To, yes, he yes. has so much to lose. But, but look, um, I don't think that's entered into the into the conversation in, inside his head. And and you know, to to uh, Richard's first question is, um, I, I'm not surprised that this is, There is a culture, obviously, um, within this organization that that permits this to continue. Uh, with, the, with the second-tier staff. Um, I want
1: to bring us back to a topic we, we were talking about a couple weeks ago last time we got together, and that was you know, the impact of delaying games and scheduling as far as teams having to postpone due to COVID. Well, well now we're seeing a different issue with the Dallas Stars. They've had to postpone a few games due to weather, because of very serious weather coming through Texas and throughout the entire Southeast, um, and that's now crunching their schedule even tighter. Jacob, you you brought this point up, and and there's actually there's an article I, I was looking at in the um, uh, in the Dallas Morning News about this. Uh, they've already had to delay four games due to the weather conditions in Dallas. It, I mean. What what ramifications is this going to mean for the Stars going forward?
2: I, I mean, they already, I believe they've actually been the first team to have their season pushed past the end date, the, the scheduled end date as of now. Um, I believe they're supposed to be playing games two days after the season was supposed to end. So it hasn't been bad yet. But it can get much worse. Uh, they, I, f- I forget, do they, when's their next road game?
0: Uh, there's <laughs> like a road oh, game, uh, game Monday. Like in, uh, Monday, yeah, at yeah. Florida. Yeah.
2: yeah. They should move that up if they can to this weekend at some point. And then in just fact. start playing. Monday. Yeah, just try to fill in as many road games as possible. And then switch, just switch some around later on down the road because
1: well the 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 Panthers are playing i believe tonight and tomorrow against the Red Wings.
2: Oh yeah, back to back to back. What could go wrong? <laughs>
1: right?
0: Just a lot. And then, then you have
1: you have, you have <laughs> Sunday off to clear the the Red Wings out of there and get the the Stars yeah, in to play so on I Monday. Can't. So they got absolutely no room there. Well, but this goes to point
0: percentage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we... When we met two weeks ago, uh, this was the question that was brought up. Uh, where is the tipping point? It was 17% of the games had been postponed, I think, through uh, up until two weeks ago. Isn't that the number we uh, have? Four, 14%. 14%. And, you know, we, we talked about what was the tipping point. Well, there is no tipping point because if it, it's going to wind up being a point percentage, then somebody with 31 points might find themselves on the outside looking in.
1: Yeah. Well, uh,
0: the Dallas Stars just have to be very careful moving forward
1: now. Right. I, yeah, I, I don't think that they really have any wiggle room anymore for any sort of postponement, weather, COVID, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. Like I, um, like I said,
2: their wiggle room's gone. It's all gone. It's just. They, now they're into, like, they're basically into runtime. So they now have to, their games are all now just one or two games more important, right? Because of point percentage. Mm-hmm. Right. And on top of injuries, so if anyone gets hurt, they're even, they're going to have a harder time with that. Because the games are going to be condensed as much as they can with the schedule. Right. Right. So it's just – it's a very difficult situation for them. And yeah. if they miss the playoffs, I think they will Stars, – Dallas Stars fans will rightfully complain, but there's nothing they can do. There's nothing anyone can do. No,
1: nope, just trying to make the best of a bad situation here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see how that, how that works out. Uh, we'll – you know – <laughs> we'll watch and see if if any uh, if any other uh, issues happen uh, or issues arise that will cause the uh, the postponement of any further Dallas Stars games. But let let's stay in the uh, well no they're in the Central Division. I was gonna say let's stay in the West Division, but no they're in the, the Central this year. Um, got a big event coming up this weekend. I I don't know if you, if you guys are made aware that there's a couple of outdoor games happening Lake Tahoe Nevada. Really, yeah, yeah oh. I, I don't know if you guys were aware of that uh, it just kind of came up. Uh, I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to play one game against Colorado, and then uh, Boston and Philadelphia for some reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are Are you guys, okay, first, I, I asked this to Lonnie and Adam last week if they were excited about this and if it, it this was given the right you know energy. For, for a production that NBC is going to be putting a lot of money into. Um, and their their reactions were, oh, I forgot that was even happening. So I'm, I'm going to modify my question.
0: Are you guys going to watch? I will. Uh, uh, we're going to have people there. Uh, Shelley Lima was uh, credentialed as a beat writer for both games. Could not get Jack in, uh, Jack Lima in, but... Um, Uh, I'm I'm a little envious that you know uh, it's a cool venue. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether I don't know if it's going to translate on TV, but uh, on the other hand, I who amongst it's it's uh, Jacob you don't like Boston is that right? Uh,
2: That's that's (laughs) that's, um, saying it lately. Yes, I, I very much because
0: because Richard's the Richard's the Boston fan. Yep. 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 Uh, and um, I, I guess I don't know where the excitement between those two teams is to warrant uh, a cross-country trip to the outdoor game. I, I, I've got the I get the Colorado and, and Vegas. That's an easy trip.
1: Yeah, I that that's been one puzzling thing to me is when The league decided, okay, we're going to have divisions. You're not going to play outside your division. We're going to try and minimize travel and continue as best as possible. But Boston and Philadelphia, you can come to Tahoe and play a game the day after Vegas and Colorado play. I I, I get that there weren't two more. like There wasn't another really exciting matchup other than maybe having the Blues come in and and play the Vegas Golden Knights on, on the second day, but... Um, yeah, it, it, that, that particular issue has kind of perplexed me, but I've, I've slowly let it go as we're, you know, facing the inevitable and it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, under, again, under the olden days, you would have dragged a Canadian team down, right? Could have dragged oh, Vancouver yeah. down, um... It,
1: a, a, a Vancouver, I'll say Calgary or Edmonton matchup at Tahoe would be kind of. Although yeah. having two Canadian teams play at Tahoe would be strange, but I mean, if you're going all in, that would be kind of a cool matchup. Or just bring Calgary and, and Edmonton down to play there. They could even do a. Man, I'm, I'm stealing this from the um, EA NHL games, but
2: oh my gosh, <laughs> what if they play a hockey game on the Rocky Mountains?
1: I, hey, we have plenty of lakes over here that are frozen over. I know of one, like, I don't know, 30 minutes east of Denver, or not east, west of Denver. Um, but it, it wouldn't be able to accommodate that many people oh, yeah. as far as players and staff and everything. But it's, it's a huge lake that's always frozen over. They do outdoor hockey there all the time. It, it's a, a pretty nice-looking venue, but... Yeah, just not the uh, there's not the infrastructure there to to be able to accommodate all it. Hmm. Um, but the the reason I bring this up and um, that I I found this kind of interesting. Uh, th- this came out of the the Mercury News. Um, the San Jose Sharks had actually approached the league after it was announced that Colorado and Vegas were going to be playing at you know, at Tahoe and San Jose was not going to be invited. They, they've approached the league asking, can you leave that venue up and allow us to play a game there for our local audience? Ooh, it, it, it sounds like Gary Bettman saying, well, no, Um, (laughs) we can't really accommodate that at this time. Um, But it's, it sounds like, well, first of all, uh, San Jose's coach is fine not being involved with the outdoor games this year. They've got plenty of other things to worry about. A couple of the other players do feel, uh, you know, a little, uh, a little cheated that they weren't able to get to to play in an outdoor venue that's essentially San Jose's backyard. Um, but I, I mean, l- l- let's let's throw this possibility on the table. If, if there was a a San Jose, I, I don't know. Um, a San Jose Arizona game or a San Jose uh, um, LA Kings game or Anaheim game um, and they put it in that venue is that something you would be you would tune into if it was your local market
2: oh absolutely yeah well didn't they want
1: fans though I I, th- I, I believe they just they, they were just asking to have the venue to play a game. Yeah. I think that might I think the NHL said no because that might lessen
2: the impact of the actual the two other games with the uh, Vegas, Colorado and uh, Philadelphia, Boston. I think that lessens the impacts of those two games because then it's not as special because now yeah. there's
1: three games. I, I think the, the, the biggest concern for, for San Jose was that they're not allowed. they're really not able to play many home games given the various restrictions in California and in the Bay Area um, due to COVID. And they're playing a lot of their games on the road. So they're like, hey, why don't we have you know a, a venue that's close to home but less restrictive where we're able to actually play a game for our local market? I think that's what the, where they were getting, and I understand that, but I, I think at, at that point it was, you know, if you weren't able to get something done with the league at the start of the season, too little, too late, you're you're not getting that venue.
0: These are the only two outdoor games. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. so I guess the question is, um, you know, the infrastructure for the game uh, it's just going to go into storage. Yep. Yeah. Um, It's a, I guess, I mean, I get what Jacob is talking about with, you know, making the, making the, the current, currently scheduled games less, less special. Uh, But that could be argued. What was one year we had, what, six outdoor games or something, (laughs) some silly number (laughs) of. uh, It was six. Yes, it was six.
1: And And then in that that, year, did you
2: care after the third or first, actually?
1: I, I cared up until the third because I was covering that third game. Yeah, it oh. was up the na- at the Air Force Academy, <laughs> right? No, that was the one at Coors Field. Oh, that was the much better game. Yeah, uh, the one at the Air Force Academy uh, still gives me a little bit of nightmares yeah, as far yeah. as traffic and getting in, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm not going to go there. You know, the the thing is, the this is not the Winter Classic. It's not the Stadium Series. It's just a couple of outdoor games. Um, I, I I would have no. Pro- I, I, like I said, I'm a little disappointed. Maybe the Sharks aren't able to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Well, so here's my counterpoint
1: to that. We're saying that it could make the the games that are going to be broadcast on national TV on NBC less special if you broadcast to a local market days after, when there really has not been a whole lot of advertising or hype or much thrown into this because they can't have fans there anyway. You know, if, if you're not selling the whole, you could go to the game and watch outdoors, th- does it really make it less special to have another game that's broadcast at, at, in like a local market after this whole to-do? From the way I see
2: it, it's they're just trying to make the game of hockey more interesting and a typical game that you would see because you'd see eight other times because of the schedule um interesting and that's this is just a gimmick to make that one game much more interesting right Uh, and to attract maybe new fans that wouldn't see this so it's like oh but they're playing on a lake Ooh, that's interesting. They're playing by a lake, not on the lake. Well, they heavily imply it's on the lake in their <laughs> advertising, but still, um, it's not that special to begin with. They're just trying to hype it up as something that it's as something more interesting than it really is. It's just a hockey game with ice that's probably gonna die. <laughs>
1: After the second. But are, are, are they even? But are they even hyping it up? Is my question because oh. like there's there's been like I feel like been crickets when it comes to like the NHL trying to promote this game.
0: It's really only been the last week or so that the yeah. media, you know, the media emails have come out. And typically with the Winter Classic and the Stadium Series, uh, I would have been overwhelmed with with emails. Um, uh, for the for the the games, um, actually, I can't remember seeing a TV promo for
1: it. Yeah, oh, interesting. I, there's been I mean, nothing. The 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 local channels here have only been putting something out in the last couple of days. You know, ever since this was announced back in mid January, hmm. so I I feel like. Making it special was, was not necessarily the point, but keeping the tradition of having an outdoor game yes. each season was yes. more important than actually making a special event out of it. Um, and by, by the way, if San Jose was to get that, that home game out at Tahoe, it would be Monday the 22nd, and it would be against uh, the Minnesota Wild. And if they both wore those uh, those retro, those reverse retros, that would be a sweet game to watch. uh...
0: (laughs) By the way, we we, at some point before this season is out, we are going to have to have a discussion about uh, another discussion about some of these jerseys.
2: Oh yeah, because some
0: of them are really bad, (laughs) and some of them, like
1: Minnesota's, are. Just spot on. Yep. Yep. But I digress. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's wrap things up here with a little talk about the North Division. I know Jacob, you wanted to bring this up in about how well your Canadian teams are doing as far as scoring goes compared to the rest of the league. Jacob, what's on your mind with that? Well, the Canadian division.
2: Leads scoring in across the uh, entire NHL by a wide margin, and they currently have each team has three point two three goals per game, whereas in the other divisions, uh, they don't even have above a three. Um, The Central Division has two point nine two, East Division two point eight eight, and the West has two point six nine. Uh, goals per game and that's pretty significant because you are going to see about 28 more goals than any other division if if the current pace continues and you're also going to see the award season by that um respects be heavily um it will basically be all won by Canadian teams and Canadian players. So at this rate, Austin Matthews is on pace for, I believe like 52 goals or something like that.
1: Uh, who else? So if we, if we take out the Toronto Maple Leafs from that, what, what does the scoring look like in the North division? Does it, that come back down to earth a little bit?
0: It's still above a three. <laughs> I, I I I'm going to take exception <laughs> not to the not to the Maple Leafs uh, it's the it's the level of competition. If yeah. You, you know, um Ottawa, <laughs> uh, Vancouver and um your Edmonton Oilers. Um their goals against have their goals against are um Right on the edge there of being as bad as uh, Ottawa and uh, Vancouver. Actually,
2: actually uh, goals for for Edmonton are three point. They're, they have three point five goals per game. Uh, mm-hmm. Vancouver has three point zero five goals per game.
0: But it's the goals against.
2: Oh, the goals. Yeah. Oh, goals, goals against.
0: against. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the goals against. Edmonton is, is, giving, yeah. up uh, is giving up sixty. Vancouver is given up seventy two. And pulling up the rear of the senators at seventy eight. Yeah, um, that those three those three alone, <laughs> <laughs> um, you'd be hard pressed <laughs> to find them. Uh, well, Columbus has given up sixty. Um, you know, most most of the rest are at best the mid fifties. Um, um, your competition up there. It just so happens, I mean, Vancouver is a complete surprise for me. I thought I had them picked in the top four, and yet the 72 goals is what they've given up so far. Yeah. They're going to, your Canadian brethren up there are going to get rich off of three. <laughs> three really <laughs> bad goal-denting tandems. <laughs> See, and, and I was going to say that you guys might take away, like, the
1: the scoring trophies and all the awards at the end of the season, but... You know, the Stanley Cup's going to stay here in the United States. We, we we know that already, right? No, because
2: it could it's going to be a bubble when the playoffs happen.
1: Well, it's going to stay with a team in the United States, right? Depends. And it's going to stay with a team in the United <laughs> States, right? I doubt it. I, I, you know, I was, what, I've not. What are we, 26 years since, I, I think, is, is that right? You know what?
0: Don't talk about that. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, Austin Matthews might just carry the Maple Leafs through to the finish.
1: It, uh, that's, I think, their best shot right now. Yeah. I would actually, um, I'd actually say Montreal is. You think so?
2: Or Winnipeg. Uh, really? Yeah. Toronto's too top-heavy. Although their defense has been solved. Uh, their defense got really good all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know where it came from but their defense just it's not bad anymore.
1: Level of competition. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um <laughs> All right. Well, this this brings us towards the end of our uh, our second line uh edition of the podcast. Um, Jacob, I'm going to turn things over to you for your new duties of, uh, of our games of the week. What do we got? Oh boy. Okay.
2: So obviously we're going to have to start with the outdoor game, Vegas at Colorado.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold hold on. How did we do last week? (laughs) Oh
2: yes. Oh yes. I'm I'm really bad at this. I'm sorry. I'm still new. Um,
1: (laughs) it's his first day.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, we all tied, we all tied three to two. Okay. across the board. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so if anything i'm still the best <laughs> wow <laughs> all what? right one game there's the sassy all right that's, that's the sassy part
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep there we go okay take it away okay
2: okay so for our first game we got vegas
1: at Colorado. the outdoor game at lake tahoe uh it's it's colorado at vegas
2: Th- does it matter
1: <laughs> it does. They're playing in Nevada.
2: That's
1: I mean, nowhere, no, <laughs> nowhere near Las Vegas, but they're playing in Vegas' state. Yep. Um, okay. I, I'm. Oh. Who you yeah, want first? Who do you want to uh, go first? One of you. you. Me? Richard. All right. Um, I'm going Colorado. They're getting their captain back off COVID protocol. That's going to be a huge boost. And also, uh, Tyson Jost is going to be available, so... Colorado, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good game anyway. Oh yeah,
2: Lou, who do you have?
0: I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Vegas. Uh, marc Andre Fleury has been lights out. He's only lost one game so far.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how um, McKinnon's gonna do on his way back. I'm just gonna go for the safe pick. Um, marc Andre Fleury's been fantastic. Um, now we're gonna have. The classic Toronto at Montreal. Lou, who would you like?
0: I'm gonna take the Leafs. You would. <laughs> Austin Matthews. I, I. It's. Um. He has he has made everyone else. Um. Place of uh, be secondary to what he's been doing so far, so. 16 goals
2: yeah uh richard who do you have
1: yeah this is gonna be another good game um i mean if you if you look at goals against montreal definitely has the best goals against in the north division sitting at 39 um but i i think um I think the American is going to carry Toronto to the victory. I'm, I'm going to go uh, Toronto in that one.
2: Well, <laughs> I have to take Montreal. I feel like Carey Price is due to us to steal another game. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that works. Um, now, for I'm going to have actually a flex game. So we initially were supposed to do Buffalo versus New Jersey. But I'm willing to give you guys an option of having the Philadelphia-Boston game at Lake Tahoe substitute. Would you guys like that? But,
1: but that's on Sunday. Yeah. We we do, the, we do Saturday games. Okay.
2: Okay, we'll, stick, we'll stay with it.
1: You'll do I'm anything you to avoid that pick.
2: I already had it in the spreadsheet as Buffalo versus New Jersey, but I just thought of it, so I just want to give you guys the option. Okay, Richard. Who, who do you think?
1: Uh... And There weren't any other games we could pick. Oh
2: no, there was. But these are the two closely
1: matched. I have to pick. I, I um, do my
2: best to pick the closest, like the closest teams.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry. Right, now I know how Adam feels. Um, I'm going to go with uh, with New Jersey. Any reason? Um, they're not Buffalo. Okay. Lou? <laughs> wow.
0: Um. It... <laughs> Two teams. Um, Buffalo has to break out of this funk that they're in. I'll take the Sabres.
2: Okay. And, you know what, Richard? The not Buffalo argument really convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to go I to thought Jersey I was
1: going to well. convince Lou, too. Bro. I know,
0: Sam.
2: <laughs> so, now one more game, from the final game from the Americans... Side of the border, New York Islanders at Pittsburgh Penguins, with new uh, ownership intact.
0: <laughs> so I Blue. guess I'm yeah I'm a first on this one. New York Islanders at the Penguins. Um, this is um, um, Crosby wants to stay, so he's not going to Colorado. <laughs> Um I I I can't believe anyone would want to trade for him. Um Crosby? What you'd have to give up. Oh yeah. You know, the long term return on investment is is shallow. Um you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the penguins. Okay. Lou, who do you got? Richard. Or er, Richard. Richard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um this is going to be another good game. Uh, These two teams are very evenly matched. Uh, I I was a little sad to see the slow start that the Islanders got off to, but they've, they've kind of righted the ship. Um, I'm going to go with the Islanders. Man, I kind of want to follow you
2: on the New York Islander train, but Pittsburgh's also chugging along and the Crosby and Crosby is going to go beast mode one of these games. But my brain wins out and I have to pick the New York Islanders. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins are not looking too hot. Um, no. Just with the way that their management has suddenly turned it, just turned over completely with Ron Hextall stepping in and Brian Burke. That was really surprising to me. Um so I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick um, the New York Islanders, but I do expect Pittsburgh to put up a very strong fight uh, because a lot of them want to impress, want to keep impressing these, this new leadership that they have. So for our final game, as you guys know, anytime there's a battle of Alberta, it's going to be there. Who do you guys got? Richard, you're
1: first. Calgary.
0: Lou. I, I'm sorry. Who? Which one is um, Calgary and who? Edmonton. Edmonton. Oh, I'm sorry. You said El, the Battle of Alberta. Edmonton is a mystery. They're an enigma wrapped in a riddle, stuffed inside a, a fortune cookie. I, I honestly, <laughs> honestly, I, um, I don't understand how how that how this team is not a, not more frustrating than they already are. And yet Calgary yacked up a, a big loss to the Canucks the other night. Uh, you know what? I'm still going to take the Flames.
2: Really? I think I have to pick Edmonton um, because I am horrifically biased hmm. and I'm very excited for <laughs> this game. But they this is a back-to-back Battle of Alberta. Someone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> this game's going to have a death count. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, so, but it's going to be a very, very good game to watch. Outside of the stadiums, or outside of the um, Lake Tahoe games, I think this—that that is the game to watch. Um, Edmonton Calgary is going to be a very, very good, high-paced, high-action, high-intensity game if anyone's ever seen one. So I'm, I'm very excited for that. that that's going to be a very good hockey game to watch, but that's mm. just, that's all we got for picks this week. Cool. And, uh, all right. at some point I'll check on them and update them
1: if I do well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also listeners, if you want to follow along, you can find us at, uh, PHN underscore podcast on Twitter Let us know how you do with your picks Follow along Maybe you might beat one of us Maybe you might beat Jacob Who is, I guess, in the that's lead That's impossible yeah, I'm winning, I'm uh, that's impossible Nobody can beat me He's, he's unbeatable right now <laughs> um, Yeah, here we, go. here we go Coming up to the end of the episode Parting shots I'm going to start with you, Jacob What's on your mind this week? Oh, man
2: there's just so much going on within the hockey world, and it's great, but it's also not great. Um, man, I really don't. I just want to blurb this out. I'm not a huge fan. I've seen some pretty weak calls from the refs as of late. I wish they'll stop, but we'll see. Um, that's all I got. I don't really have that many party. I don't actually have that good of a parting thought this week.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Lou, follow that up uh, My parting thought is um, I don't like to see anybody lose a job But um, the New York Rangers need a new head coach Too much talent I don't care that it's young uh, they, they need a coach who can manage youth and talent And I don't think they have it right now And I'm not willing to wait until next year All right. Uh, My parting thought, Lou had
1: actually uh, blurted this out just a little while ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Sidney Crosby has announced that he wants to finish his career in Pittsburgh. Uh, I know last week I brought this up with the first line. Uh, Darren Drager had uh, done a spot on uh, talk radio that maybe Pittsburgh should be open to the idea of trading Crosby which angered a few Penguins fans, if you could imagine that. Um, But he has announced he wants to stay a Penguin for the rest of his career. Um, There were a few hints that maybe Colorado would be a good landing spot for him. I don't know how he figured that out because Colorado's got absolutely no cap space, but that did not stop the Colorado faithful for posting – Images of Crosby Avalanche jerseys on social media. I got to say, um, the Avalanche fans here are, are a little crushed with that news, but they shall persevere. So that does it for this edition of the Pro Hockey News podcast. If you want to catch any more hockey news from around the world, head over to Prohockeynews.com. And while you're there, check out the Verbero ad, uh, the banner ad at the top of the, the site click on there. Save yourself a little bit of money on your order. Uh, They got some pretty good stuff. Sticks, gloves, skates. You need them. They got them. Uh, So for Lou Lafredo and Jacob Doherty, I'm Richard Cote. And everyone else, I will see you next week.